Welcome to the Hunting for Purpose podcast, the official podcast home for all human design manifestors. I'm your host, Holly Marie, a 4-6 clinic manifester, a certified human design teacher, and a manifester who is following her own creative urge to facilitate a thriving global community of aligned, powerful manifestors. Wherever you are at in your manifester journey, or even if you are here just because you love a manifester and you want to understand them a little bit more, this podcast is the place for you. Stick around for in-depth teaching, for real-life practical tips and understandings of the manifester journey, and how to become aligned and powerful and thriving as a manifester. You are here for global impact. You are here to change the world. The time is now. The journey is yours. This podcast is your home. Manifestors, hello, and and non-manifestors. I know, I know you non-manifestors are out there. You're listening. You're <laughs> learning from us. Welcome, 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 everybody. Manifestors and non-manifestors alike. Um, today's a solo episode, and I'm feeling all jazzy about recording this one. It's fun. It's fun recording solo episodes because these days I really only do two solo episodes a month and I really just let my spleen take it, take it where it wants to go. And and so I don't plan out topics in advance. I sort of arrive at the time when the podcast episode is due and then just let it rip, let it speak. I kind of pick up on what's happening in the community and um, what I've been experiencing going on around me. And I try to bring some insights into whatever that may be. So it's kind of fun. It's kind of juicy and, and just like free falling for me to be showing up to do solo episodes these days. So thanks for being here and listening. Thanks for joining in on the splenic action. <laughs> if you're not splenic, just happily observe the, the weird way that we splenics live. And if you are splenic and this is terrifying you, this is an area that you can work on living in a uh, more free flow, unpredictable space. Okay. I'm not going to, I'm not going to keep fluffing on. I want to talk about today, letting other people in as a manifester, letting other people in as a manifester. This came up over the last few weeks. I mean, I've actually been thinking about this for quite some time, but it really came up in my external environment over the last two to three weeks, because as you know, we are doing this project this year. I mean, maybe you don't know, but I have informed you. So let me inform you again. We are doing a, a project on the podcast this year where the guests that we've got coming on throughout 2023 are all really credible, highly educated human design teachers from out there in the wider human design community. And we're inviting each of these people on to share their insights on manifestors. We are letting them inform us on what they see because often we can't really see ourselves. Anyway, I have been having the most brilliant time having all of these conversations with all these people. On one hand, it's just really flipping cool for me as a line four to be connecting with so many people and these really like big names, people I admire a great deal, connecting with them on a personal level. I mean, ooh, like that feels good. And then also just 
I feel really humbled listening to their their expertise, listening to their wisdom and how articulately and beautifully they are able to share what they know of manifestors, what they see of manifestors, and also how deeply they love manifestors. I've been feeling the love from all of these people. So the first episode went live last week with uh, Katie Calder from the Human Design Lady. I There are no words for me to describe what that experience was like being in her energy and speaking to her. Magical is the closest language that I can put to it. It was magical. If you have not listened to that, please, please, I beg of you, go and listen to that episode because there was just something in that that was energetically catalyzing. She is a manifesting generator, incredibly powerful as well, you know, in her own energy, her own business, her own right. And I really feel like that episode is starting something. It's creating something. So I want I want you to all to be there for that. Anyway, what all of these conversations have been bringing up for me is that there's this repeating pattern. And you all know, if you've listened to the podcast before, I am all about patterns, all about rhythms. I have gate five um, heavily featured in my chart. So gate five is the gate of rhythms, the gate of patterns. I love, love, love to see patterns, see connectivity between seemingly unconnected things. And what I have been noticing through all of these conversations in speaking to these these gorgeous human design teachers is that each one of them so far has mentioned what it feels like to be close up in a manifestor's space, not just to observe a manifestor from the outside and, and kind of be on that periphery, but to be intimate and connected in a relationship, any kind of relationship with a manifester. Now, each one of them, I mean, in their own, in their own words and in their own way has said how beautiful that experience is. They have been using words like loving, soft, warm, peaceful, gentle. They've even been using words like passionate, catalyzing, exciting, elevating, um, intriguing. These beautiful people who are intimately connected to manifestors, they are friends with manifestors, they're family members with manifestors. Some of them are even in you know partnerships with manifestors. They are representing to me this gorgeous experience of being intimately connected with a manifestor and what that actually feels like. And it has sparked something in me. In each of these conversations, I've had the same narrative in response to, to, you know, all of this expression. And that is that as manifestors, firstly, we need to know that that's what it feels like for people to be close to our energy, because guys, how beautiful is that? I mean, how beautiful is that? But also, we struggle to let people in. We struggle to let people close to us. In fact, we often don't. 
We don't let people in. We don't let people really close to us. I am yet to discover a manifester that has a very big inner circle. I know a lot of manifestors who have a big network, a big community, even a, you know, a big kind of like social arena around them, but none of them, and this includes me, none of them have a big inner circle. All of us seem to have a very, very small, very tight, very selectively chosen inner circle. Now that seems almost opposed, doesn't it? This is what sparked in me in having these conversations. If the experience for others when they come into our intimate energy, and this is emotional intimacy, physical intimacy, sexual intimacy, all all the intimacies, right? Whatever that may be, that's relevant application for your relationship. If the experience for others when they come intimately into our energy is that it's warm and it's soft and it's, you know, inclusive and it's exciting and it's awakening and it's catalyzing. And they, each one of these people has all said, they has, have, they have all said how much of a gift it feels like to receive it, that for them Being in a manifestor's true energy, being intimately connected with a manifestor is unlike anything else. And they recognize the sacredness of it. They recognize the uniqueness, the specialness of it, the divinity of it. They recognize that they would do anything to remain there and to love that manifestor and to be in that space with the manifestor. So if we have people coming into our energy intimately and feeling that way, Why is it that then on the other side, we as manifestors have this difficulty with letting people in in the first place? They seem like two opposing pathways, don't they? If we are such a delight to be around, then why are we not as manifestors letting ourselves be open to way more people? And I know that on on the very surface level, it's super easy here to say, well, you know, we have a closed aura, like we're non-sacral beings, you know, it's, it's energetically draining for us to let people in, then we have to inform. All of these are true. All of these things are absolutely true. And all of those points are valid, whether or not you are making them in your own head. <laughs> let me put that out there. They are, they're all valid points and they're all correct and they're all true, but there's a depth here. There's a depth here that I want to go into that is more meaningful and I think really speaks more correctly to what's actually happening for us in in intimate relationships. And that is that as manifestors, we require safety in intimacy and we also have deep wounds around trust and trusting people to be safe. This very much heralds from our own individual childhoods. For most of us, we have been brought up in some way that was misaligned for us and and we develop wounds. I think it's one of the greatest kind of beautiful juxtapositions of being a manifester that yes, we have this fierce energy, this big energy. We're very independent. We're, you know, we go it alone. We do our own thing, but 
We are exquisitely sensitive, exquisitely aware of the responses of other people. Um, we get hurt very easily when we are not understood. Okay, so all of us have come through these, these experiences in the past where those difficulties, our exquisite sensitivity has been triggered into a wound. Because maybe we weren't understood by our parents or our siblings. Maybe we had difficulty in school. Maybe we had friendships that broke down. Maybe we've struggled in workplaces or in our businesses in feeling like we've been misunderstood, that we didn't do the right thing, that we can't keep up, that we are too much, um, that we were controlled, or even that we, we have the shame of being controlling of others at some times. We got some big wounds as manifestors in our own personal experiences when it comes to intimate connection with people because those are the places where we've been hurt before those are the places where we have handed over the access to our energy and there was some trauma some energetic trauma that occurred but additionally manifestors each one of us we carry the wounds of the ancestral lineage of manifestors, whether or not those come from um, the manifestors that previously came before you in your genetic line, in your family, or whether that's just the collective consciousness, which is collective consciousness was spoken about by Carl Jung. It's a fascinating concept if you want to dive into that, but it's the collective consciousness experience of all of the manifestors that have come before us in history. We are carrying those wounds too. As a society, we are carrying all of those wounds as well. And we know, we know that manifest has come from hundreds of years of being repressed, of being cast out, um, of being almost demonized, right? That, that fall from manifest as being in royal positions, in the monarchy, in government leadership, in being the controllers of society to that all breaking down and then manifest as moving into a, uh, an experience where we don't really have a place in society. And we began to be seen as threats. We began to be seen as unpredictable and things that needed to be controlled. So, we're all, we're all carrying that. We're all moving through that, whether that's just you feeling it as a person, you feel that, that weight on manifestors, or if that's just society as a whole, we're all journeying through that. We're moving through that. That, of course, impacts our willingness to be vulnerable with our intimacy. Of course it does. Because we have received this unconscious message over and over and over and over again, basically since birth, that says, you're too much. You're unpredictable. You, in your most pure, unfiltered form, are not correct, right? You need to be like everyone else. And if you want to show up just as yourself, which children do, children are beautiful at showing up as themselves before we condition them, then I'm going to kind of smack that out of you, either deliberately by, by coercing you and controlling you, which is unfortunately the experience a lot of us have had, or or just very unconsciously by rejecting you, by walking away from you, by disconnecting and disengaging from you, which leaves you feeling inadequate and isolated. No wonder, hey, it's no wonder that manifestors 
don't like letting people in. It's no wonder that we are very, very selective with who we let in. And what I experience in myself, and I have experienced this in just being close to other manifestors as well and developing relationships with other manifestors, is that there's this sort of trial period with a manifestor where we want you to prove yourself. We want you to prove that you are safe and that you are trustworthy before we will really allow you intimately into our energy. And yes, that comes from a place of wounding, but I also want to note that I really feel that that comes from a place of sovereignty and empowerment as well, that we are aware that our energy is exquisite. We are aware that our energy is very sacred. It's very potent. It's very big. We are aware that within our auric space, We are good with our energy. And so allowing somebody else in can make it challenging for us and it can be disruptive for us. But I've really witnessed in my littlest manifester, you guys all know I have a, my youngest child is a manifester. He's nine. He's a four, six emotional manny. And I've really, really witnessed in him that when people seek to have a relationship with him, He is a total boss (laughs) like, and he has been since he was a baby. This has been him his entire life because I've never forced him to do it differently. I've always just allowed him to make his own rules when it comes to who he allows into his space and who he doesn't allow into his space. And so we get this experience where a lot of adults are really kind of taken with him and and they think he's a real um, kind of you know, snazzy little guy, like he's, he's got big energy. He's really funny. He's very clever. Um, he's a little bit silly and he's got this thick wall, this thick wall and, and adults in particular definitely want to try and crack through that wall because they want him to be the kid that engages with them. Like, Oh, that kid's cool. Like I'm the adult. He's the kid. You know, I should be able to kind of say a couple of nice things to him and then he'll he'll think I'm awesome and he'll he'll come and hang with me but he doesn't he doesn't he makes people jump through hoop after hoop after hoop after hoop we have adults you know friend, like family friends people that surround us who have been around since he was 2 3 4 years old and he still refuses to let them in now he's not rude He's not, um, he's not impolite. He's not disrespectful. He's just, he will share a little and then he closes off. You know, these people want hugs and they want high fives. And he says, no, they say like, come and hang out with me. And he says, no, I don't want to. They ask him questions about school and about his friends and about his hobbies. And he says, I don't want to talk about that. (laughs) He's fierce. He is fierce and he makes people work hard. And yet, as his mother, I am very, very intimately connected into his energy. And I know, I know what it's like being in his energetic space. And it is soft and it is warm and it is welcoming and inclusive and sensitive and sweet and divine. He is enormously protective of me and protective of our 
connection. And that shows me so much about just the natural way that manifestors approach intimacy, just the natural way that we we kind of hold people out until they've proven that they can be trustworthy consistently, that we can predict their safety, that we can feel like you're, you're not going to destroy me if I let you in. So yes, partly Partly this comes from wounding. Partly as manifestors, us not letting people in is a kickback to, hey, I've been hurt by people who have, you know, they should have, they should have loved me. They should have looked after me. They should have protected me, but they didn't or they they hurt me. And I developed a wound around that and I, I put up some armor. I put up some walls. And so now I don't, I don't even want to let anybody too close in. And then at the same time, we also have this really aligned kind of foundational state for us as manifestors where we we will naturally hold ourselves and we will make other people pursue us, right? We will make other people prove themselves before they're allowed into the sacredness of our aura. I'm going to leave it to you guys to decide how how much of both of those things is interplaying for you, right? How, how much are you experiencing your wounds in not letting people in? And how much are, is, is that just you owning yourself as a manifester in not letting other people in? So, so journey through that, reflect on that, self-inquire on that, because that's going to be a slightly different balance for everyone. What I've discovered, though, is... When we let people into that intimate space, we are utterly unaware of what that experience is like for them. (laughs) Classic manifesto, right? We have no idea really that they are experiencing something so profoundly beautiful, that they are receiving it like a gift. I think that what we see is that people can become very loyal to us are very dedicated to us, right? Um, In great examples, they can be very loving, very caring, very protective of us. And and Katie Calder in last week's episode touched on that so beautifully. And we're probably never really going to naturally see that. This is is where the value comes in of saying to people who are close to you, hey, I need you to inform me because if you don't inform me, then then I kind of have blinders onto this. Um, And it's so enriching to hear what it feels like to other people, right? For me, certainly it it leaves me in a place of um, empowerment where I realize, yeah, well, the people in my life who are close to me, who are not, not feeling that, who are kind of taking this for granted, you know, who are not seeing the gift, maybe those people need to move out because I really only want people in my close space who do see the sacredness of what it is that I'm sharing with them. But one thing that I want to touch on here is that for us, our personal experience as manifestors, when we have people close in our space, although we may not see what it is that they're feeling, what we feel is a desire to protect them. When people come into your intimate space as a manifestor and you feel safe 
with that and you feel like you can trust that person to know you, to see you, to hold you, to be respectful in that space with you and to really honor your energy and your autonomy in that space. Oh, like we are phenomenal friends and partners and parents and siblings and children. We are phenomenal energy beings in that intimacy because we become fiercely protective, fiercely protective to anybody who is loyal to us. I mean, I also, I think I have an extra element here because I'm a line four. And so maybe this is a very line four expression, but for me, the people who are intimately in my circle, there is not a single thing on earth that I would not do for those people. I am an advocate. I am a bodyguard. I am a life coach. I am a gift giver. I am <laughs> a cheerleader and a supporter. I am a sounding board. I, I am an everything that I possibly can be to that person. I'm well known um, <laughs> amongst my friends for being the one that will, I will fight for you. I will switch it on and I will fight for you. I will fiercely stick up for you if I hear somebody saying shit about you. If I know that you are in an experience where somebody is not treating you correctly, I will go into bat for you. I will fight for you. And it, it really is that manifest of fire, that manifest of fierceness that is so oppositional to our peaceful nature. But this is what manifestors do when we love someone and someone's in our space. We protect them. We fight for them. We love them with everything that we've got. We throw out all into it. We want to honor them. We want to be there for them. We want to love them in the way that we feel loved by them. And this makes manifestors the most incredible people, I think, to be intimately connected with. Because while we may not do that for many people, right? We do. We keep our circles very small. And yeah, maybe maybe there's a, like an application process you need to go through to be able to get up into our energetic space like that. Once you're in, there is nothing like it. There is nothing. We will not love anybody else the way that we love you, the way that we love these people who are in our inner circle. And now as a manifester, if you have people who are intimately close to you and you don't feel that way about them, I really want you to start looking into the wounds that you might have there because I would suspect that you've got some energetic walls up that's not really allowing for true intimacy. And if you perhaps are a manifester that you don't have anybody in that intimate space with you, again, look at your wounds. Are your walls too high? Are they too big? Are you not letting anybody in? We need to allow ourselves to be vulnerable and exposed in safe, trustworthy ways. And sometimes the first step that we need to take with that is to do the work on our wounds. It is to go back through the traumas that we've experienced in our relationships in the past and, and the way that people have hurt us in the past so that we can heal that, we can move it through our body, we can allow that to come out of our body, and we can allow ourselves to um, evolve and develop further 
Certainly the work that I am doing on myself this year is really allowing um, a healthy, a healthy vulnerability, a healthy exposure of my energy and of those soft parts of me in my relationships and just in the way that I approach the world. For me this year, there is less fire and more softness. And I got to tell you guys, that is, that's bringing up some wounds. <laughs> that is bringing up some trauma and some triggers. And I am working with a very, very trusted coach who I have worked with in the past. A couple of times we are doing some shamanic um, trauma retrieval and healing work because sometimes we need that. Sometimes the, the wounds are so deep and they are so sensitive that we need somebody else's guidance to help us through that in a very safe container, a very safe exchange. So if you're feeling like that's what this brings up for you, then I strongly encourage you to look at investing in, in doing that kind of dedicated work. I feel like there is certainly a space for manifestors, particularly over this year, as we're focusing so much on relationships, to, to heal ourselves to the point where we can approach the world more softly, where we can approach the world with more of that warmth and that um, love and that welcoming that exists inside our energy, um, but still do that from an empowered, strong, independent place. I mean, how beautiful does that world look, everybody? How beautiful does that world look? Catch on to some of my hope motivation here, people. <laughs> this is on the horizon. This is what we can experience there is hope for change here. There is hope for different here. There is hope for growth here. There is hope for true, meaningful, life-altering, loving, grounding connection with people. And we're learning how to do it step by step. And it starts with understanding how to let people in a little bit more as manifestors. Okay. That is enough chatting. That's 30 minutes. That's more than enough time for a manifester to be listening to anything. Thank you so much for being here. We have got coming up, um, the next episode is the first episode back for the year with Taylor, our co-host. I know you guys love Taylor. She is the best. She is kind of the opposite to me in every way. She's a one, three emotional manifester. <laughs> She's a quad right um, or nearly a quad right. I am a quad left. She is just... She's divine. She is absolutely divine. And so next week, she's bringing out her first episode for the year, which is the new language for the lines. So here for that. And then, my loves, we are going into a whole month in March that is dedicated to the irreplaceable, the exceptional, the divine Vanessa Henry. Uh, Vanessa is a 6-2 ego manifester. She's been on the podcast before. I know a lot of you follow her work. I'm in just e exceptionally privileged to have Vanessa in my intimate network, in my inner circle. Um, and so Vanessa and I are working together for the month of March to bring you a four-part series on the variables, which is Vanessa's area of expertise. I know a lot of you go to her for her teachings on the variables. Um, she has a whole new creative urge coming out. And so we are doing a big ramp up to the release of that urge by giving you this in-depth four-part podcast series 
all about the variables. You are going to lose your minds <laughs> because Vanessa is extraordinary. So definitely hang around for that. And then we will resume normal programming from April onwards. But hold on to your hats. The next, the next little while on the podcast is going to be a good time to listen in. As always, as always, thank you for your listening ears. Thank you for your energy. Thank you for the informing that you beautifully do and and in telling us how much these podcast episodes impact you. There is nothing more nourishing for me and for the team than to hear that. So please keep that coming. Um, And until next time, keep hunting for purpose. Thank you so much for spending a little bit of time with us today in another episode of the Hunting for Purpose podcast. We so enjoy having you here and whether you are listening to my insights or the wisdom of one of our other incredibly talented manifesto specialists, we really truly hope that you have taken away power, transformation and wisdom about your own manifesto magnificence. Before you go and switch off, we would be so humbly grateful if you could take the time to either leave a podcast review right on the platform that you're listening to, or if you feel like it, please do a share across your social media. We love to hear how each of the episodes is impacting you, and we love to provide an opportunity for you to inform us via social media. So please share a story or a post about this episode and tag us at The Manifesto Community. Until next time, please, manifestors, keep hunting for purpose.